All right, BrandCooney.com would like to welcome to the show music recording artist, Look At Me, What Is Up? Hey, man, what's up? How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. This is the first time I've went across the pond over to uh, London and, and did a podcast in a while. I think the last one was with an actress um, in a horror movie. It was a couple of years ago, so I forgot her name. But this is pretty so, good, man. So what's going on over in England? You, you doing good? Yeah, so that's a special one, right? You cross borders. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it, man. I don't do a lot of these international calls, but it's fun, man, when I, when I, when I can get it in the schedule, man. So I'm looking forward to this. It's so good, yeah. Apart from the time difference, then it's all good. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's the tricky thing, because what is it about? What, what time is it in London right now? It's like midnight 30. It's not that late. You know, I was doing interviews at 3 a.m. over here. So oh, wow. Okay, cool. So you're used to this. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> cool, man. All right, so you got you got a lot of cool things going on, so let's get into this. Before we get into your EP and your singles, let's talk a little bit about you. Tell my listeners a little bit about you as far as, like, when did you first get into uh, making music and how did it all happen? Sure thing. Well, it, it's been a long way, you know. Um, it all started, I think, when I was just a child, around six years old. I was, like spending afternoon and evening staring watching mtv mm -hmm. like all the music videos i had an obsession with it so it was like a, it all started from there and then all of a sudden i was just like singing those songs at home trying at least because i was not speaking english but <laughs> but yeah i was just trying and then i got a first keyboard when i was 12 years old with my savings and i started to study music you know at college and I just got into it. I wrote the first song when I was 16, but I was mainly recording covers at the time, uh, even though I always loved writing. Mm -hmm. And then it all became to be serious when, at 18 years old, I left Italy, which is the country where I'm from. Wow. And I moved, yeah, and I moved to London, so at 18 years old, and I started uh, university music. So I guess that's when I, you know, made the statement that I was going to make music for the rest of my life. I like that. So tell me what your real name is again. So, well, my real name is Luca. Yep. But, yeah, the artist's name is just the words of game, you know, words of sound, because it's like Luke. Luke is my name, Luca, in English. Right. So Luke. But then, you know, it was just a generic, so with the time I came across with this just like, look at me, me. like if you say faster, it's like, look at me. I like it. So, I like yeah. It. So, so you were born in, and raised in Italy and moved to England. How old were you when you moved to England? Yeah, I was. Basically, I I'm from Italy. I'm from Naples, which is just in the south of Italy. Yeah, I've been there. And have you? Yeah, when I was in the navy, I was in the navy, and I was in Naples probably before you were born. I was in the navy. Let's see, I'm in Naples. We pulled into Naples in 1987, if I remember right. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Man, it must have been so much different back then, though. Oh, yeah. I, well, it was a really beautiful city. I remember that. Um, Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. We were only there for like two or three days, so I didn't have a lot of time to really get into it. Um, we just kind of went in there. We, we pulled out. The ship pulled out. Of like I think it was just two days later, so I didn't get a lot of time. But I had fun. I, I had fun everywhere I was in Europe, honestly. Yeah, yeah, well, I've, you know, it's very artistic. Like, I think it's just a, a book of history when you yes. walk into the streets. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so at 18, um, I moved to London because I wanted to start university in music. And, you know, I knew that if I was going to do music, it was not really going to be easy over there in Italy because in Italy they're very closed. And I always wanted to make like international music, like international in English, yeah. you know, in other languages. 
So I moved to London at 18 and then I finished my university just three years ago and that's since then I've been releasing music really. So did you, when you were in school for did you learn how to like read and write music? Was it a theory, music theory kind of class or what kind of music? Well, but it was a hard job, you know, because, uh, you know, I always wanted to be a singer, but when I went to, into university, I thought because the degree was in vocals, I thought it was going to be more like just vocals, but indeed it was not. Uh, basically, we had to study, like, the actually reading music, yeah. uh, playing keyboards, yeah. then, you know, the rhythm and the different genres and the story and, uh, you know, the com commerce, the publicity, the promotion, all kind of aspects of music. But, so, um, but I bet that really paid off for you, though, as a musician and an artist. It did, yeah, and I guess that's why, um, like, I, I try to reinvent myself every time, you know, that's why I don't like to be called as a hip-hop artist right. or pop artist or whatever, because, you know, being at university, I was, like, every year studying different genre and getting into different vibes, so mm -hmm. now that I'm releasing music on my own, I just like to uh, try to get to the award wider audience, you know, and make something different every time. Yeah. And it's really smart that you're not you're not boxing yourself into one genre either. It's good when you can touch more than more than one genre when you're when you're a music maker. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, it all comes from what I listen to, and I listen to a lot of kind of music. You know, uh, it's mainly pop, but I listen to hip hop, mm -hmm. to reggaeton, to R and B, to funk, you know, to Motown or whatever. So I did. If I had to choose, like just one genre to sing in, it's just like a mission impossible for me. Yeah. Yes, it's too many. <laughs> I hear you, man. All right, so let's get into the EP. You, you release an EP called Dreams for You. Um, one of the things I read you say when I read up on you, did my research for this interview, is you said, "quote a fairy tale into another world." It's kind of like yeah. I can see this. So tell me more about that. Talk about that. Yeah, well, so it's, uh, I brought this new EP during the lockdown, so basically during the last year, year and a half. Um, and, you know, I thought that everybody was just going through hard times, especially at the beginning. Now we're getting used to it. But I remember at the beginning just talking to my friends and my family and everybody was just crying and, you know, in panic. So I was inspired. I tried to think of um, experiences that gave me a good feeling, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and I tried to focus on that and write four different songs on four different experiences that I lived. Uh, so when I when I started writing and recording the album during the lockdown, uh, I thought that I wanted to make something happy, you know, just like uh, take the people and the listeners to a, a trip into another dimension. Like now the dimension is just like up to you what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. That's why at the beginning I thought I was gonna name it like Dreamland, but then I was like, this is just gonna be. I don't want to put it like just to Dreamland. I want it to be a land where everybody dreams to be. So, if you know what I mean, like, it's a bit complicated, but yeah. No, and I also like, it's called Dreams For You, so it's it's in the context of, it's an offering, it's like Dreams For You, it's like you're offering this to the listeners. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and the, also there is four songs, and that's why the, there is the four in the title, mm -hmm. and you know, it's like four different songs, four different dreams, and I hope that it will cheer people up. I like yeah. that, because it has multiple meanings, the four, the number four in there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always like that. Every time I do like music or music videos or whatever, I always try to reconnect mm -hmm. things and, you know, do some symbolism. So, yeah. I love that. Okay, so the, the, let's talk about the singles now. So the song I listen to is Starting From The Bottom, which I absolutely love the song, uh, for real. Um, Thank I liked, you so much. I, I, I did, man. I enjoyed it. And I can always tell quality 
when I hear it, I can tell you didn't just slap this in together. It was produced very well, um, and it was mixed very well. So give me give me a little bit of the backstory of the song and tell the listeners what it's about. Sure, sure. So, well, starting from the bottom is the lead single, of course, of the EP, yep. and it's the second song that I brought. Uh, basically, it all came from an inspiration to my country, you know, back home, because mm -hmm. it was lockdown and I was in London by myself, like, I was alone and my family was far away. So, it all started from me trying to put myself in a place, you know, of recognizable for my people, for my country. So uh, I didn't want to make it too, too dramatic though, because I told you that the, the whole vibe of the EP was just like good happy vibes. Yeah. So I said I don't want to make it dramatic. I'm going to talk about that, but at the same time keeping a fun tone, you know, like just sarcast, a little bit sarcastic into it. So yeah, that's, that's how it all came along, you know, and it's been recorded and produced probably over three months because we were trying just to just get it perfect to the point. Yeah. And that's a narrow lane to try to walk too, is to try to, to try to uh, keep it a positive, you know, a positive feel. But but that's a but the, but you mentioned you know your country in Italy had had the virus very very bad there. Um, yeah. I mean, it was bad everywhere, but Italy really got whacked the first the first round with it. Um, so that's that's an interesting that's a narrow path to walk, and you did it real well because I love the song and it made me feel good too. It was one of those feel good songs. Thank you. Yeah, well, it was it was a hard time for Italy, you know, for all the people over there. Yeah. And I just wanted to tell the story of my city, you know, of me growing up there, how it was. Um, you know, I just wanted to get a triumphant tone at the same time and make it something that people over there will listen to. Because people in Italy are just obsessed with, like, hip-hop and trap and rapping. Yeah. So, yeah, I said, okay, that's, that's the best way to just try to make something good for them. So how is your music being received in Italy and in England? I mean, both countries. Very good. Well, I mean, Italy is the country number three on the list of the countries that most listen to the track. Oh, okay, cool. So it's not that bad. Yeah, actually, like a lot of people over there, a lot of radios and televisions, they're playing the songs. So oh, yes. nice. So you're getting some spins. Yeah, it's doing, it's doing good over there. Also, because I released a music video, and the music video was filmed in Naples, so I guess that also helped. Yes, of course. Of course. Talk about the video a little bit. So you did it. You shot it in. Did you shoot it in Naples? You said. I did. Yeah, shoot it in Naples, uh, beginning of September. And yeah, well, basically the video. I wanted to give a contrast of what it was like for me before, like before I was making music, you know, and how it's how it is that I want it to be in the future. So there is a contrast of like the first verse going through the streets of my city, of the poor city, you know, the humble city, uh, and then the contrast in the second verse going into a yacht with the Capri. I don't know if you know Capri, like it's like an island over there. Yeah, actually I've heard of it, yep. Yeah, it's a really posh one. It's it's so beautiful. So I wanted to give the contrast, and you know, I wanted to bring uh, along the good things, the good features of my city. So it ended up with the mafia scene, you know, but just making it funny. Because a lot of people don't know about it. You know, there's a lot of people that during the years they just said like, oh, Naples is a dirty city, or it's the mafia, or it's like that. But it's yeah. not really like it's. There's so many good things that people don't see, like the importance of values. You know, people yeah. over there maybe they don't have much culture you know but they have a really good sense of values of what's important in life you know the thing about naples like before we pulled in there before we went to naples i heard some some bad things about the city right but you know yeah. if, you, if you go into a situation with the right mindset and you look for the good you'll find it 
And when I went to Italy, the first thing I noticed about Naples was the architecture. It's just breathtaking. Um, yeah. It's the old city and how it was beautiful. You know, of course, all cities have, you know, I mean, I can, I'm from New York originally, and I can, there's some neighborhoods in New York that I still don't want to go next to. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's some bad there's in every city. Yeah. You know? That's why, that's why I think, you know, like a lot of people say, oh, if you go to Naples, like you, you, get, you get stolen or whatever the state as well, if you go to Brazil or to Mexico. But to be honest with you, I've always been in those countries and luckily nothing happened. I guess it's just the way that you look at things. Exactly. And you got to look at good things rather than just, you know, pointing out what can happen bad because in any city can happen something like that. Absolutely. It, it, it mindset's a lot to do with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> just a positive outlook. I'm not saying you know. I'm not saying a positive person can't have bad things happen. But if you keep a, a positive, healthy outlook on things, a positive mindset, and go into something looking at the glass half full instead of half empty, you're gonna have better experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about the other track. Now, the only song I heard was starting from the bottom, so I didn't. I didn't get to hear the rest of them. So. Forgive my ignorance if I ask something that's, that doesn't no. sound good. So talk about Dream Life. What, what's that song about? What's the backstory on that song? Yeah, well, so Dream Life is the song, is the second single, and is the one that I'm most excited about. Ah. Uh, I guess that's where it all started, where I started to think about the title, Dreams For You, because I wanted to give, you know, like something like Dream Life, Dreamland, but then at the end I gave Dreams For You. But it all came from this song, because I brought this song back in Belgium, Basically, during the second lockdown, I was stuck over there and I couldn't come back to London and my flights to Italy were cancelled. So, basically, I got stuck over there for three months. And I was just getting crazy that at some point I started to talk to people and, you know, I found out a producer. They wanted to make something with me, but he was not speaking English. Mm. So, he was just speaking French and a bit of Spanish. And I speak Spanish, but a bit of French. So basically, we got into the studio and we recorded this song. It's the one that took more work, I guess, you know, to, to make it complete. But it's one that I'm most excited about because it's like a sort of Spanish version of starting from the bottom. Mm -hmm. It's a still like rapping, but uh, it's in Spanish. So yeah, there's like Latin vibe, the reggaeton vibe. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mixture. It's something new that I never did before, to be honest with you. Have you tried to promote that song in Spain and some of the Spanish speaking countries? I am. I actually am. Yeah, the music video came out a week ago. Nice. Um, and I'm doing some promos for like Spanish-speaking Spanish language countries. There you go. I mean, and yeah, the feedback, the feedback from the countries is is huge. So I yeah. guess they like me. It's good target marketing too. When you, if you're gonna write a song and it has a, a a certain theme, like in this song, it has a Spanish theme to it. Well, then you want to target market Spanish countries and or, or even Hispanic, you know, down in. Mexico and, and any of those Spanish-speaking countries. Yeah, and you know about the Spanish like language culture is like pretty much everywhere. Oh yeah. And all the, uh, over there in the states, like you get into the airports and you have like everything, all the indications in Spanish as second language, isn't yeah. it? Yep, absolutely. It is. It's it's a huge growing language in America, and it's a beautiful country or our culture too. There's, there's so much singing and family. It's it's it's, it's similar to Italian actually. Some some of the Spanish culture. It is, yeah. That's why I always felt like belonging to, you know, this culture of just like Latin. Um, I lived in Brazil for a little while and I got a lot of friends in Colombia and Spain. So I guess I'm always, I've always felt this connection to the Latin culture. Yeah. Did you learn yeah. any Portuguese when you were in Brazil? I do. I speak, I speak, Port well, I speak four languages fluently. Nice. Which are Italian, 
Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, and English, and then I speak a little bit of French. Wow. That's, so, yeah. that's impressive. I'm impressed, man. I've always wanted to learn another language. I speak like a little bits and pieces of Spanish, but not, not, not much. Not much. So that's pretty cool. All right. So let's talk about... Uh, now, now, is this pronunciation correct? Dame attention or is it attention? Yeah, the second one. Attention. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes, it's dame, dame attention. <clears throat> let's talk. Um, Tell me about that song. Sure. So that's the song, the first song that I wrote for the EP. Um, I basically wrote it when I was in Miami, just in 2020, in March 2020. And so all of a sudden, all the COVID things explode, and I had to come back to UK. Yeah. So, but I was like living it, staying in Miami that week, just like living life to the fullest. Like literally, like there was no end, not tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was My, Miami, will, Miami will do that to a person. Absolutely, <laughs> I love Miami. Yeah, I love Miami. So, yeah, like I had uh, when I get got back to London, uh, I was like, I'm gonna the first. The last good experience that I had was over there in Miami, um, and I wanted to write a song about that, about that feeling of just you know living life to the fullest, of not being afraid of tomorrow, just enjoy the moment that you have today because you never know what's going to happen. You know, then COVID happened and we were all stuck at home for like months and months. Yeah. So that's what it all came along, and um, again, it's like a reggaeton track. This is pure reggaeton, like literally Latin sort of bachata. Because, uh, you know, I wanted to recreate the same vibe that I was living in Miami, and Miami is full of this Latin reggaeton music. Mm -hmm. So that's that's how it came along, really. Yeah, and the, the thing about Miami is that there's another huge, like the Cuban population is really big there. Um, yeah. There's so many different cultures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got a, a lot of Cuban friends over there. Yeah. It's getting huge. Yep. And I love it. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. All right, and the last song we didn't talk about, The Greatest Escape. Now, I've heard The Great Escape title before, like in movies, but The Greatest Escape, that's pretty cool. Talk to me about that song. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, you know, when I wrote the title, when I decided the title, I was, like, just thinking of the sweet escape of Gwen Stefani. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, cool. But, yeah, well, this track is the last one that I brought for the EP, uh, and I've been like writing back and forth with this producer, uh, Afshinam, um, and basically he was sending me a few ideas, and I like, I really like this track, this music that we had at the beginning. So I started working on it when I was recording the last bits of Dreams for You, um, and then it, you know I just liked the vibe, and I thought it was gonna be because I was talking about like the greatest escape of whatever you want it to be, whatever you want to go, just like the, the producer told me, you know, when you get high and you just want to have fun and you know, you're full like covered with cash and good girls around, whatever. So I tried to recreate that vibe and I thought it was going to be the perfect ending to, to Dreams for You. Because you know, just the greatest escape, it's a very happy, catchy vibe, it's a bit more like dance electronic, uh, and yeah. I like this, man. The EP, I love the way it has like a it's kind of has a storyline. It's like a, you know you know that rock band called Pink Floyd. Yeah. So Pink Floyd was huge when I was growing up, I and mean, they're they're legends. I mean, they have they sold hundreds of millions of records, but a lot of their records were stories. You know, you listen to one song, and you'd be on a journey through the whole song, and they, but one the next song would lead into another chapter of the of the book of the album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get that little feel here with the CP that you did. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I also wanted to recreate this sort of concept, like visually. That's why the the cover of the EP is also like a bit of like uh, you know going to the space, like cosmic. Uh, yeah, there is a bit yeah. of psychedelic side of it. So yeah, actually, you know, got very much inspired from by Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah, man, I like that. All right, so. Sadly, it looks like we have another COVID variant, the Omicron, and, and, and it's something we need to be, be mindful of. There's not a lot of data on it yet, so we're not quite sure how bad it's going to get. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I was going to talk to you about live performing and, and, and playing at venues and things. I know they're the first variant in Delta that a lot of the clubs were shut down, and it really impacted mu- musicians and actors, anybody who's on, you know, that had careers on stage or whatever. It was really really bad so where are we at with you as far as live performing have you gone out there and done live performing and you plan on doing that going forward so yeah well it has been very challenging i guess for every musician or just artist you know Mm -hmm. um but i've got something scheduled on uh 28th of december but it's something um just like virtually so i'm performing at the planet noise festival but it's just like a virtual event so like everybody can just get tickets and join in from whatever they are. Um, I didn't actually, you know, try to book any live performances at venues yet yeah. for this year because I'm a bit scared, like, we don't know what's happening yes. in the UK or whatever in Europe. So, but I've got scheduled uh, a tour in the UK for next summer. So I'm playing at the Pride, the Gay Pride. Oh, cool. And then I've got a few, few dates over there in the UK. That's good. You know, it's really, it's, it's frustrating because... I like to go to concerts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not a, I mean, I do play guitar, but I'm not a professional musician. Um, so I could see how okay, trying it's been. Yeah, I play, I've been playing guitar over 30, 35 years, but I've never really pursued it as a career. It's just a hobby for me. I like to play it like, for my friends and, um, or by myself. You know what I mean? But I can see how challenging it's been for professional artists like you. And, and, and I have some friends that are, that are actors as well, and they, they got shut down because theaters got shut down. So it's a real struggle. So now, you know, I've got this next variant coming in. I'm just praying that, you know, it, it won't be as bad as they say it could be and we can just get this world back to what it used to be. But man, I don't like to get into politics or nothing much, but I just wish people would get vaccinated because that's a big problem. And that's why these freaking viruses keep mutating. There's not enough people have the vaccine. Yeah, it is, man. I totally agree. And, you know, it's just like, I think it's been very difficult for everybody to just like trying to update. I think we, we had a time where we had to update ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, for example, I, I was not able to sing at venues or making live shows, but I tried to at the same time do something else. Yeah. So I was doing like live on Instagrams or like just virtual yeah. events. Yeah. But yeah, it's been very, it's been very difficult to just trying to, to change all of a sudden, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, it really has. It's changed. The, the COVID virus has changed the world in, in, in various ways, not just music or, I mean, just getting groceries is harder now. The, over here in America, the ports are all jammed up because I mean, there's not enough people to work the ports. Um, we have, like, a lot of the stores are, are having problems getting their trucks delivered um, and so they can get supplies and things. It's, it's, it's pretty tricky over here in spots. <laughs> So, yeah, oh, I mean, we have a lot of problems. You know, when when they say that uh, that we're gonna open borders again between Europe and US, whatever, I was just like crazy to do that. But then with all of these days happening right now, I'm just like trying to stand back for a little yeah. while. Yeah. But I wait to come back to the states. I haven't been home 
to see my family in New York for a long time, and a lot of it is because of this virus. I'm afraid to travel. I don't want to see, because of my age, I'm not 25 anymore. I'm 56, you know, so I get a little bit worried if I catch the darn COVID. Uh, yeah. You know, and you, you just don't know how it's going to react. Everybody's genetically different when it comes to how this thing reacts, the virus reacts to you. So I've been very, very leery to get on a plane and fly anywhere. So I'm just kind of staying put, too. Yeah, no, but absolutely. I think you got to take care of yourself. You know, we yeah. all know our situation, so you got to take care of yourself always. 100%. All right, so let's get back on this. A couple more things, and I'll let you go. Um, let's talk about goals for 2022. It's amazing. We're only, like, what, 28 days away from 2022? Um, yeah. What goals do you have you set for yourself? What do you want to get done next year? Year. Oh well, that's that's tough. That's the first question, you know, for for this year about the next year. Uh-huh. It's the first time that somebody asked me. But uh, <laughs> well, I've got a lot of things lined up. So I, I told you about the tour that I'm gonna do in the summer. Uh, I'm definitely working on new music. So I'm trying to work with different producers. Hopefully, if I'll be able to travel, I'll try to make some new tracks with in different parts of the of Europe. Um, I've got some new merch that I just started actually yesterday. So I started to sell my merch and I'm trying to, you know, get a bit more deep into that, like give some variations of designs and styles. Uh, I've got some collabs on the way, another collab with Topi, which is a Californian singer. We made a track about a month ago and we're probably making another one. Uh, I'm talking with different producers for some collabs. So yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> Sounds like you are a busy dude. Very talented, I might add. And I'm, I'm impressed you speak four... Language. You speak better English than some of my own friends and family do. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, man, very, very good. So, um, all right. So, I think that's about all I have. That I and I will give you an opportunity before we before we close to uh, share with everybody where they can get your music and follow you. Um, did I miss anything as far as your music? Is there anything that I that you want to talk about before we before we close the interview? I think we covered in pretty much everything, you know, and I'm very happy that we managed to talk about all four tracks on the EP. So, yeah, I guess that's fine. It's all good. Yeah, well, it's really a pleasure to talk to you, man. You're very, very talented, man, and I like your I like your energy, too. You just have a really good positive energy about you, and I, and I, and I, and I like that. So um, I do. It's, it's all about that, you know. I think it's all about the vision of life, about good vibes, and just trying to get everything around you working in a good way, you know, good circle. Yeah, man, I agree. But, all right. I enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, but, but before you go, let's tell everybody out there listening where they can get your music, where they can get your merchandise, if that's for sale, um, where they can follow you on social media, and if you have a website. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I made it pretty, pretty easy, you know, for people to find me. It's basically my username, I'm, uh, so I am Luke at me, L-U-K-E-A-T-M-E. Uh, that's I'm Luke at me on all socials, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook, everywhere is the same. And my new merch is actually available on Instagram. I managed to connect it with my Insta shop. So it's available over there. It's available on Facebook on my page, Luke at me. And it's also like on Shopify uh, slash lukeatme.com. So. There it is. Well, look, I, I had a lot of fun, and when you got some new stuff to talk about, just get a hold of us, and we'll, we'll get you back on the show, brother. Oh, absolutely. It will be a pleasure to talk to you again.